1: My guests are professional in their field, so if you like, you can reach them directly from the information I provide on the show. And remember, the show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.coachingbyrea.com. You can also send me a message here on the show, so make sure you follow the show For up-to-date information, you can also email me at CoachRia, one word, at gmail.com. That's CoachRia at gmail.com. I'm also on Skype, so please reach out to me if I can help you in any way.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments.
1: My pleasure to introduce you to this amazing woman, Randy Tarrant. Randy is the founder of Project Happiness. It's a nonprofit program organization that specializes in emotional resilience building programs that are used by people of all ages and endorsed by public schools, private institutions, and universities around the U.S and the world. Randy is also co-author of the Project Happiness Handbook, an interactive journey that illustrates best practices in promoting social and emotional learning. Randy is very passionate about the inner life of young people, which led her to produce Project Happiness, an award-winning documentary where students from three continents ask the question, what is lasting happiness? Along the way, they talk with George Lucas, Richard Gere, neuroscientist Dr. Richard Davidson, and come together in India for a private audience with the Dalai Lama. Randy speaks regularly on various happiness and youth-related issues, and is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post and as well as Edutubia. She is a Yoga Alliance certified teacher and holds her MBA in international business and marketing from New York University. Randy served on the board of the Dalai Lama Foundation and now lives with her family near Palo Alto, California. It truly is my pleasure, so please help me welcome our guests randy tarrant hello hello randy it is really is my pleasure to have you on this show thank you so much for being here hi ria it's my pleasure to be here you know just going through the stuff that you've been doing it's really truly an honor to have you on this show and share your projects and your work with the world and our listeners and uh so thank you thank you so so deeply here
2: (laughs) Oh, I thank you. It's it's you know I already know that our um, intentions and our missions are very much aligned. So it's uh, it's lovely to be here.
1: Oh, I thank you. We measure happiness in so many different ways, and it, especially when it comes to children, I guess that's why I get the you know the little chill in my body because I I have a soft you know um a, a place for them. And when I think about, you know, how we measure happiness in a society that is unfortunately so superficial, and, you know, unfortunately the young people, and I know, you know, most of your work has been between the ages 7 and 17, but it's of all ages, it really is of all ages, but particularly young people, they fall victim of the circumstances and, you know, the, the outer world, and it's a push for... Superficial um, world that we
2: live in. What, so, what is lasting happiness? Like some of these kids were asking. <laughs> well, the you know they were looking to the Dalai Lama for the answer, and what they found out is that happiness is different. It's unique for everyone. So, it's not really a uh, paint by numbers formula. People have to find their own path to happiness, and. The best way to do that is not by looking to external things like, you know, the next, uh, you know, iPhone or gadget or pair of jeans to give you happiness. That's only short term. It really has to do with looking inside at what are your strengths, what are your gifts, and how you can identify them um, and share them with others. That's where the magic comes in.
1: And you know, obviously, this it, it goes through you know the process of educating you know uh, young people that it's it's not the next gadget. And you know, I have a teenager, so I understand you know how they think. Okay, the new iPhone's coming up, you know, the new whatever it is, and we we tend to fall. I mean, I mean, we're we talking about most of these. You know, young people, they um, they fall to the media and all these um, commercializing and everything. Like, in, in order for me to fit, in order for me to be happy and to be content, I must be. You know, um, I must have that next gadget. I must be like, you know, the coolest, you know, kid on the block. And, uh, you know, that's why I really admire your project and your work that you're doing, because these children need, really need to understand if the answer is within that happiness that they've been looking for and searching for, for a long time, it does not exist on the outside.
2: Yeah. For any happiness to be lasting, it has to be personal and it has to come from within. And I think that's true for every age. And mm-hmm. and um, people of every age kind of deal with the same questions at one point or another. So the lucky ones get to look at it early in life. But it's something that everyone has to address. And we don't want to wait until, you know, we're on our last breath to to think of, you know, did I have... A happy life, or would I have done something different? It's all about giving people more awareness of the choices that we all have and the power sure. we all have really sure. to shape the happiness in our lives.
1: That is so true. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I love, you know, what um, Dali, the Dalai Lama said, you know, the purpose of our life is to be happy. He also yeah. said happiness is not something ready-made. Really it comes from your actions. And, of course, you shared Aristotle's, you know, um, quote as well that I, you know, I I love that quote as well. Happiness is the meaning and the purpose of life, the whole aim and end of human existence. So, you know, obviously, you know, that's what makes us strive and, and, and go forward. You know, I mean, when we have that joy within us, we can do a lot of different things. We can. We can. Go ahead. Like and the thing is, we think. all
2: have that joy. We were, you know you just have to look at at babies and young children. They mm. know how to be happy. you know mm-hmm. it's not It's not a big struggle. So as we get older, somehow that is socialized or quote "educated out of us, you know, we have to conform to be a certain way and and so on. But the thing is is, all those um capacities are within us still. Within every single human being. So, if we can just learn to re access those, then we can reactivate that happiness. Um, for That's for any age. I, I'm very optimistic about that, especially with the latest findings in positive psychology, neuroscience, mm-hmm. and mindfulness. I mean, mm-hmm. everything points to the same. Um, answer that it, it is all within us, and with practice, we can actually change the neural pathways in our brain. We can reshape our brain to um, access greater happiness. It's really uh, very encouraging,
1: and that's what you know. The key, what you just mentioned, you know, being mindful. You know, I mean, obviously, being aware, being conscious of of, of yourself and what makes you truly happy, and and What resonate with you? And one of the things that I really, um, um, I think it's really important, and uh, the reason I'm I'm also saying that because I had um, the pleasure of going to the high school and speaking a couple times to the seniors, you know, about their career and stuff. And I remember, you know, talking, I mean, you know, they were all like 16, 17, you know, 17, mostly 18, obviously the seniors. But anyhow, the major issue was for most of them, it was the stress. They were overwhelmed. They were like, you know, because there was so much demand on them, you know, whether sport, whether, you know, their family. So what I, you know, when I think about, like, you know, how important it is, the education and the knowledge, and obviously processing the information, it's really also very important is teaching it in school, teaching it to, you know, it starts from home, you know, there's another thing, and I know you've talked about that as well, you know, all this combination, it's an effort. But yes, I am optimistic as well. But I think we have a you know we have a long way to go, you know because we need to spread that awareness that it, it starts from home, goes to the school and then on to life, you know even in your job even the CEO of a company CFO of company whoever you know, um, representing the leadership you know in that company need to also be aware and conscious of that of their employees and how he can create a team of you know of leaders as well just because you know that team's happy and content with what they're doing um so it's it's a project you know like, like you said it's it's of all ages but you know you have reached over 57 i think how many countries uh
2: been involved uh, um, in it? over 77 well 77 was our last count 77 so okay because i was trying yeah. to look at the updated information yeah. okay
1: So, you know, I mean, what, you know, let's back up, because I never even asked you that question. It's always like, I'm sure you've you've been asked that question. But what got you really,
0: you know, interested
1: in the whole project itself and and, and Project Happiness?
2: Well, for me, Riyadh started in a very personal way, and I think, I think that's true about the things that you become very passionate about there has to be a personal reason. For me, um it was my eldest daughter who was just as you were describing. She was stressed out from from school and from all the pressures and um actually became uh depressed and I wanted to help her with every fiber in my being and you know, I had all these great books and all these resources but mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wasn't getting through. Um so I started speaking to the experts and I learned that this issue of stress was not just in my family, you know, you question yourself, you question what could I be doing different as a parent and but it wasn't just in our family or even in our neighborhood. It is all across the country, and it's even all across the world. Mm -hmm. There's this um, statistic that came out. The World Health Organization predicts that by 2020, which is just around the corner, Mm -hmm. depression will be the second greatest cause of human suffering, and that's for all countries, for all socioeconomic backgrounds, and for all ages for all ages that really struck me that's young kids to to people in their last stages so wow that that was such a, a wake up call and i wanted to do something you know not only to help my daughter but to help other kids and and people in general and my background was film so i thought let's start there that's an easy way to take in you know, some new perspectives, some new messages. Um, and uh, I had the great good fortune of working with some wonderful people um, to open up this conversation to different cultures as well. So we we worked with high school students from three countries, three continents actually, from the United mm-hmm. States, from India, and um originally from Tibet, and also from Africa, and invited them to join this conversation, in fact, to teach us what is lasting happiness. Mm -hmm. And they interviewed George Lucas, Richard Gere, a very famous neuroscientist, uh, Dr. Richard Davidson, Mm -hmm. and um, ultimately they met in India for a private audience with the Dalai Lama. So it was an incredible year.
1: Wow! I mean, it was, you know, I mean, of course, I'm going to get to that. You know, to tell me what is it like to meet, you know, the Dalai Lama? Was that something unbelievable?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's kind of everything that you hear, really. Wow! Um, people. Uh, well, when he entered the room, people started you know crying out of nowhere you know just tears flowing people who were angry just dropped that anger um it was like a hush came over the room and sort of a an energy that was tangible it was really tangible and um his laughter is so contagious his his words are so wise um and so mm-hmm. multi-leveled it was it was transformational for all of us. All of us.
1: Yeah, so I was gonna ask you, I mean the energy must be, you know, it really as, as much radiate out and really people feel him and obviously they did because like you mentioned, you know, the angry had stopped being angry and in people crying and all that stuff. I get emotional like that. I'm very emotional <laughs> person when it comes to like when I feel things. Yeah. Oh uh, but love it's a good personally. thing. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that I was talk. you know, we we we've talked, we discussed a lot of things about emotion and I think, you know, the really the key here, what we're trying to talk on this show here, not you hiding behind your emotion and, and ignoring them. You know, it's okay to feel sad, it's okay to be, you know, but but what's not okay is you keep in quiet and not do anything about it, you know, because there are options, there are things that you can start doing today, and the more you're mindful and you're more, the more you're aware of it, you know, the easier for you to recognize, you know, there, there can be a way. I always say if there's a will, there's a way, you know, right. and, um, you know, a lot of people, like you said, I mean, the number is scary, it's, it's scary. You know, and this is across the board. This is not just young people. This is, you know, I mean, I've had psychologists on the show that I, you know, we, we discussed, um, you know, the different options, you know, versus taking medication. I mean, it, the number of people who are on anti anti-anxiety medication is, is scary, you know, and it's not really solving, unfortunately, the actual problem. It's just masking it out and it's suppressing the emotion. And unless you deal with the actual cause of the problem, unless you bring that awareness to that problem, I think it will always still exist, and I think it's it's an effort from everybody, like yourself and with the project that you're doing. Other people open it up, and, and you know I hope everybody who's listening to the show today go to um, Randy's website, projecthappiness.org, and check it out. Check out the work that they do, and remember, it's a nonprofit organization, so of course they can use your support. Um, we're not selling anything on the show here. I just wanted to bring awareness, and I think this is... Something could be a dear um, to a lot of people, including me. And you can probably hear from my voice. You know, it's, it's really important that we do bring that awareness to everybody and, and start taking action to help out. Um, wow! Should I give you a little break? We'll keep continuing because I'm, okay. I'm, of course, I'm so excited to have you. But I just wanted to ask you. So the film came first before
2: the handbook. Yes, the film came first, and the idea was that um, the students who participated in the film also had to share their reflections and their wisdom with, um, because we were planning to do a book or a little manual to Mm -hmm. share with kids around the world. Um, And that little manual kind of grew and grew and grew, and we brought in the best of uh you know positive psychology um Tal Ben-Shahar from Harvard um the the best in mindset Carol Dweck from from Stanford Richie Davidson in neuroscience and on and on and on i mean really we wanted to bring in the best thought leaders it was kind of creating a book that i wished was available to my daughter and to kids her age uh, in their schools. Because I really believe that, you know, understanding yourself, self awareness, and learning how to manage your emotions, which uh, involves also identifying what those emotions are, not stuffing them, mm-hmm. just as you said. And then mm-hmm. um, developing compassion for yourself and empathy for others. And that is the root um, solution, I would say, for bullying. You know, we can treat Mm -hmm. bullying by, you know, saying don't do this and, you know, a lot of don'ts. But um, it all starts with having a real sense of empathy for our fellow human beings, no matter what age, what background. And that is something that can be taught. So that's part of it. And then we go into um, the understanding that we're all interrelated and uh, to, you know, uh, inspire people to find their gifts because everybody, every single person is born with a gift. And the challenge of this lifetime is to find out what that is Mm -hmm. and nourish it and express it. I mean, that is one of the cornerstones of happiness. If you can express your gift, your natural talent, your what lights you up and makes you feel alive, what you're passionate about, if you can express that in your own life and uh, also to help others.
1: Um, that's so true.
2: I mean, what, what a, a, a recipe for lasting happiness that is.
1: You know, I mean, you just said it, and, and I just wanted to add to what you said, if I could. You know, I mean, I I really, truly believe the fact that when you start actually reaching out and helping somebody, you are helping yourself in the process. And therefore, like you said, it's contagious because we start, you know, just like it, it, it's a chain. Like, we don't want to break, right? So we continue right. that same process. And if we we keep doing that... So that's why I am constantly encouraging young people, you know, to do that. Like one of the the young lady lady who came on my show last year, um, she was being bullied and she had a Mm -hmm. story to tell. I mean, it was really heartbreaking. But one of the things that I, you know, she's doing now that I'm really so proud of her. She started a group, you know, a support group that she's actually, um, you know, leading that group and helping some of these young women, you know, with, with how they were feeling and all these things and uh, she is in the process helping herself and she feels good about it and and i think that's what the key is but then again i really emphasize the awareness i think it's very important that everybody is aware of this this um um, epidemic that we have which is depression and and Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's all right to be happy we were not you know, like you said, I mean, and like the dialogue. It's our
2: birthright. Right. It's our. Birth it's our birth right. birthright. No? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, that's what we're here for. Um, and then to spread that joy and spread that happiness and and, and keep on doing it, I always say I, I changed the a uh, little bit of the description of this show because when I was talking about you know like putting the show together, I said you know um, join us for an inspiring hour with guests you know talking about happiness.
2: I hope we can <laughs> well I, w- you. I, w- I, w- I would love a virus uh, of happiness
1: because <laughs> yeah it, it, a <laughs>
2: virus of happiness and but that's so true because even scientific studies have proven that happiness is Contagious to the third degree. So if you come home, you know, you're driving in your car and you're singing to your favorite happy song, you know, um, the next person you come into contact with will be 25%, up to 25% happier. And the person that they come into the contact, that they reach, they speak to after, will be up to 10% happier. And the third person will be 5.6% happier. And the fascinating thing is they might not even know why, but it is, like you said, a virus of happiness. I mean, why not spread something like that instead of misery? Because emotions are contagious, and, and we all have that choice of how we're going to influence others. And most people don't realize that they have far more influence than they even no, you know have you ever walked into a room and someone is so down that it just sucks all the air out of the room as compared to going into a room where you know you can just sense the the mm. joy and the happiness, maybe there's some laughter, and all of a sudden everybody feels that way so,
1: so. True. it's so true well, it looks like we have uh someone who probably like to chat with us on on um on the air, and so I'm going to try and see if they have a question. In the meantime, let me take a short break, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, please.
2: Okay.
0: All right.
1: You are listening to your Life Now Radio really show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure to be live on the air with you, or whether you're listening to the show archive. I kind of just wanted to let you know the show is live right now on Thursday, August 15th, and uh, uh, with me in the studio, um, on the air, uh, the wonderful, amazing woman, Randy. Taryn, hopefully I pronounced your name again right, and uh, she is the founder of Project Happiness, and she is our guest, and before the break, we were talking about, you know, how to actually be happy, or actually the the questions about how to be happy, and how it is our birthright, and uh um, Randy, if you don't mind, we do have someone on the air who would like to uh, also chat with us on the air, so I'm going to bring him on if that's okay with you, Randy. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay. Here we go. Okay, David,
0: you are on the air, my
1: friend. Well,
0: thank you, and it's an honor to speak to both. <laughs>
1: a Surprise. To you,
0: to Kenneth and um, listening and um, talking about how to be happy, I wanted just to share um, something that I learned over 35 years ago, and I had a mentor who who told me that everyone um, comes um, here on the planet, is born, and they have their individual song to sing, and everybody has that song um, to sing and to be unique. And if you find that song, that that's... Um, a key to your contentment of giving to the world, give something back to the world, which is, as you were already saying, Randy, that's what happiness is all about. And the other day um, I saw this short video on leadership, and one of the comments was that a leader swims out to meet their boat and not just wait on the shore, for their boat to come in and if they um, wanted to have a safe boat um, then a captain of, of a ship or a boat would never take that out of um, out of the dock so I just wanted to bring out that point that how I found happiness is by taking risks and by finding that song to go looking for that song and I was fortunate enough to find it yet yeah, I come across so many people in my teaching over the years and speaking to friends and colleagues. They don't have that dream. They don't have that that song that they found yet. How do you teach that um, way of finding that gift in these young people that you work with?
2: That's a fantastic question, and um, uh, I just want to acknowledge your fantastic work, David, at uh, To Love Children um very passionate about changing the lives of of children around the world. So, um finding out uh what you're passionate about um that can be done in a couple of ways. Number one, it could be an examination of your strengths. Too often people um in their own mind chatter, they they focus on what isn't working and what Um, what their weaknesses are and so on. But there's a whole discipline that talks about finding out and identifying your strengths, what you are um, good at, what you have a natural proclivity for. There's um, a website called Authentic Happiness, Dr. Martin Seligman. And any of the listeners can actually take a strength assessment quiz, and you can come up with your five top strengths. So that's one way. And Mm -hmm. in schools, we work with um, something called multiple intelligences. So um, this is a Harvard professor, uh, Gardner, who came up with this idea that people are smart in different ways. They could be, you know, smart in language or smart in books or smart in um, nature, or you know so many uh physical smarts, you know, so it's understanding where your areas of strength lie and and building on those, and I think that's a way we can get to um greatness, you know rather than everyone oh, just kind of studying you know going through and just doing okay in certain areas that, let's say, you're not great at math. You just make it through. But what are you great at? If you are gifted in music, then I want to tell every child, go and study music and just immerse yourself in that and spend time in that and just, you know, you will find your um, passion and your, your greatness even. And that's where we get people like, you know, the Steve Jobs of the world who just allow themselves to focus on what lights them up. It's more important than ever.
1: We give we need to also give them the support with all the you know, the respect to add into that what you're saying, um, Randy, because some of these children they say they don't have the resources. Um, one of the other things that I would probably suggest, like even even doing some volunteer or some, you know, places that can allow you to, you know, pursue your passion a little bit further and learn, you know, things, you know, in return, people will teach you or, you know, I mean, there's so many different ways, but don't feel stuck because you might not have the money maybe to go take classes for like, let's say talk about music, for instance, you know, it could be very expensive for them or, you know, they don't have the money or they don't have the resources, same thing for education, same thing for any anything that we are passionate about i think the key is you know we constantly have to bring awareness to even the adult within the children's life you know whether like i said starts from home or at the school and uh um and and just teach them you know because i mean i still don't understand why we still teach the same thing over and over since we were in school our kids are being taught the same thing and then the generation after that being taught the same thing. History is important but there's other classes that are important that are very important to the human development that we don't teach in a school. You know, like and, emotional
2: and resilience is very yeah, important. Exactly, especially in this stressed out world. Yeah, but we so, don't. Well, it's changing. That's the good thing, Rhea. It, it is changing. There's a movement for uh, something called social and emotional learning that um, taps into some of these things we're talking about, like um, self-awareness, um, learning how to manage your emotions,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, developing uh, empathy, and so on, and and also this uh, idea of resilience. What does it take to bounce back from the stresses that I'll life um, dishes up. And again, that's something that can be learned. We even have an online course that we've used in universities called um, Seven Doors to Happiness that takes um, adults through uh, a journey of finding out their own path to happiness. And um, why this is so important is, to your point, is that we need systemic change. It can't just be the kids who are trying a new way. It has to be the parents that support them and, and communities that offer um, support as well. And um, it really does take a, a village for everyone to thrive. But the tools are there. That's the good part. It's so true, and I
1: appreciate you know what you're saying on that. To add to this, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed with the kids, they feel isolated, like there's something wrong with them when they have an emotional stress. Like they go to a counselor at school, they go to somebody special. It's not like, you know, uh you know, but then if you do this, if you make an if you just have a survey, you'll find out probably the majority of the class probably have some kind of stressful, you know, situation, whether it's a family issues or personal issues or, you know, um another kid, you know, um bullying them, whatever it is. Yeah. But the bottom line is I think that need to be changed as well. You know how we view stress and depression and all these things, our mentality. Now, those classes that you mentioned
2: are they, so. Can people find out by going to your website about those courses? Um, yes, that's that's on our our website, and um, there's also a separate website called Seven Doors to Happiness. Well, David um, that, just
1: logged out, so David, thank you so much for for um, Thank you, David. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, a great guy.
0: As eloquent um, uh, as
1: yes. always. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I wanted to say, but I'm glad you mentioned who David is. David is the founder of ToLoveTheChildren.org and a great organization. He does amazing work. I've never seen somebody so much, so passionate about helping these young girls in, you know, third world country, even here in the U.S you know, trying to um, make a difference and and, and make some change in in their lives. And and it's it's just amazing. So thank you, David, if you're still listening. I know he had to go. I see a few people in the uh, um, studio calling in. So if you have any questions, please make sure that you dial, you hit one, I believe, so you can speak with Randy or myself if you have a question. Anyhow, so... um, that's a lot of amazing stuff. So again, I just wanted to remind our listener to find out all the resources that we've been talking about here, all that information that Randy is mentioning. Go to ProjectHappiness.org. I will make sure I will repost it back in the showcase page, page so you can um, you can go back and, and look at the um, some of that information. Make sure you support you know uh, the organization. Look at the uh, is the film on there as well, right? Yes,
2: the, the um, film is on there as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. And there's also a project um happiness, the um the handbook. You know yes. I know I have a question for you. So the whole thing started, <laughs> you were inspired because of your child and, and how she was struggling, you know, herself. What does she have to say about this now?
2: <laughs> she is oh my gosh. She's just she's inspired me so much. Um because Well, I think it actually gave her a new perspective in her life, and now she is the example of somebody who is following her dreams. Um, She uh, has graduated college uh, in environmental studies and wilderness leadership. So she finds her peace and her joy in nature, and she has become um, a... A competitive skier uh, on the world circuit um, also a ski patrol also an EMT and also she founded her own non-profit called South American Beacon Project where she teaches avalanche safety um, in Chile I'm, I'm and sorry, Randy, Argentina. I'm interrupting you Can you repeat that? It's What is the project? Uh, it's called South American Beacon, oh, okay. Beacon. Project and a beacon is a avalanche life-saving device and she uh not only educates people in uh South America but she also provides the beacons to them so i mean i i am every mother's proud oh. of their children but i am very very proud oh
1: you you should be and I, you know i yeah. mean that sounds amazing but of course she has an amazing mother too so you know
2: well, we've been through our, our journey together, and uh, I think we've both um, transformed as a result of it. Um, and and she and I have conversations about, you know, the easy ways to have more happiness in your life. She talks about noticing the little things in life, like <sighs> having sure. a nice cup of tea or uh, a lovely conversation with a friend and savoring that. So it, it's really... Uh, become and having gratitude for wow. all the wonderful people and experiences that have crossed our path. So, you know, we sh- we share that. It it's 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 that's a great thing. That's yeah.
1: beautiful. I mean, that's uh, something that I actually am very passionate about myself because I start my day by um running through my gratitudes, you know, what I'm grateful for. I do this religiously every single morning when I get up before I get out of bed. I run through, okay. you know, how grateful I am for this day, for my life, for people in my life, yes. for every per- single person that comes into my life, and I think that gives you a different perspective, and, uh, I, you know, I mean, the things that I, I think mo- most people, and that I used to be one of those people, and, you know, I, it, it's just amazing how, you know, just a l- being a little bit mindful and a little bit more conscious of your surroundings of people, and just, you see things differently. I have to tell mm-hmm. you, I mean, you know, just the fact that the majority of people, you know, they run on autopilot. You know, yes. they're really not yes. conscious in how they got from A to Z, or what's going on. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I used to be one of those people. Like, you, you will see me at the grocery store, and you will walk right by me, and I would never notice you. It's just because I'm like living in my own tunnel. I wasn't like, you know, really open enough to see what else is out there, and just like my own world. And now that's all existed. And unfortunately, I mean, with my work now I see it all the time, that it's still a big problem for a lot of people living day in and day out, unconscious sleepwalkers, not yeah. realizing what's going on and how they can actually be more deliberate and more in control of their life and, and their surrounding by just being present, by just like focusing on this now what it is yeah. because that all exists you know it is you know it's 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 been a mission for me because i'm like the queen of now you know it's like you know <laughs> whatever you do you're doing it now i mean it's like we're talking now we, we we think about the past you know right now we we think we worry about the future right now everything exists right now so the more you are fully present and then now, the more things will look the look in a different picture, you see things differently. I mean, like I remember what some of the new things that used to come to me when I uh, when I became a little bit more aware. It's like I would walk out, I noticed how green, like for instance, plants are. Like how yes. vibrant the flowers are. I mean, yes. it's just like being mindful, it totally changed your perspective.
2: Yes, it, it really transforms your life. It, in big in big ways, something so little as um, paying attention to your breath, you know, mm-hmm. noticing are, are you, <gasps> you know, mm-hmm. or can you reverse that by just okay? Everyone's grandmothers would say, take take five deep breaths; it'll calm mm-hmm. you down. Well, that's not old wives' tale; it really works, and all mm-hmm. these studies on mindfulness mm-hmm. are are proving that it's it's. Easier than we think to come back to that state of equilibrium, but it's a practice. So if we can do that, you know, every day, like you said, doing gratitude every day, you know, practicing some deep breathing every day, um, and, and doing some exercise is one of the fastest mm-hmm. ways. Yoga, to- I know you are. Yoga. Yeah, you yoga still do you still teach yoga? Oh my gosh, I yoga love was yoga. One of my <laughs> oh it's it's that is, it was life changing for me absolutely um and it could just be it's different for everyone it could be getting out in nature um it could be paying attention to your mindset so that's something interesting um for example if if you're giving a presentation and it doesn't go perfectly well, you can either beat yourself up and just you know focus on oh i blew it i'm never going to speak again you know i just don't have what it takes and i'm not doing it you know or you can say what is there to learn in this situation mm-hmm. and everybody's learning and everyone has to take that first step and it's only going to make me stronger and um that's called the growth mindset and we can mm-hmm. we can switch to that it's it's possible and again that comes down to awareness. So what you're talking about is being aware, being in the moment, noticing what's around you, savoring the good stuff all contribute to um that feeling of happiness and if we oh here's here's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was taking a hike with my youngest daughter a couple of years ago and she was smaller. And um it was a very hot day, and she was just going on about all the flowers and all the, you know, all the yeah, bushes and interesting things around her. And I was paying attention to the snakes. You know, there were there happened to be a snake that crossed our path. you have a fear a snake? Yeah. So, you know, what are what are you looking for? Not to say that you shouldn't pay attention to the dangers and what's around you. There's a part of our brain that always mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you know, goes that way. But also, if you look and focus on the good things, the beauty, the kindness, you know, the the um, all the good that is around you, um, the gratitude you have, then that your brain becomes attuned to that, and you actually notice more of it. Um, you know, my husband and I, well, it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, Father's Day, I think, I said, oh, I'm going to give him a, a, a different kind of present. We are both going to do gratitude journals. So okay. every night before bed, we write our few things that we are grateful for. And it is amazing. It's an amazing mm-hmm. practice and so easy to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Being mindful, and yeah, because I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, I do myself and I teach is the journaling and have a different type of journal, whether it's, you know, for, like you said, gratitude or just for your everyday things that you're doing and, and just being mindful and setting goals and all those things. But with, um, uh, I know I wrote it down so I don't I don't lose it because <laughs> as I'm listening to you, my brain is constantly, you know, <laughs> thinking about some of the things that I wanted to talk with you about because the time seems like to fly so fast and, and, and um, I want to make sure that we make a um, full of it. Um, so the gratitude is very important. I mean, these are like simple steps that we're talking about. We're not talking about huge steps. You know, um, being aware and have, you know, like you talked about, speaking, you know, and, and, and you said like, Oh my god, because I messed up and now I'm never gonna speak again, right? And that goes to right. a lot of other situations where people feel, you know, because they failed they couldn't do it again because they're afraid they're gonna do it again and they're gonna humiliate right. themselves or they feel like, you know, they they're gonna be rejected which is again fear. There's two main emotion, love and fear. And it depends on where we're coming from, what equation and how big, you know, how how high that level of that emotion, you know, we tend to operate from there. But what I wanted to say, I, you know, one of the things that came to my mind is really taking the judgment out of things, and I think it's a really simple practice that I try also to teach. When you trying to view the things that you have done for, like let's say for the day, right? And you say to yourself, well, you know what? What can I have done differently? You know, to get the outcome that I wanted to. Taking mm-hmm. the judgment out of it. You know, loving yourself for who you are, but you there's always room to be better. You know, there's always room right. for us to be better. You know, we know that, right? So yeah. this, is a, this is how we evolve. This is how we, we transform. This is how, you know, we invent and create. And I think it's really important to constantly come from that place. You know, how can I be better today? What can I do something that is different? Or what can I, what can I learn? Or, you know, without judging, because it's so, you know, I have to tell you, it's not an easy thing. It really is not, because
2: we know No, the human mind way. wants to go to, they call it the negativity bias. You know, we yes. will we will focus on the one thing that didn't work out, not the 99 mm-hmm. things that did, you know. Right. But um, being aware of that, there's also a, a movement towards self-compassion, being mm-hmm. kind to Oneself. If we actually listened to all the um, thoughts that we tell ourselves during a day, there are more than we could count that mm-hmm. are so mean that you wouldn't say that to your enemy, you know, but mm-hmm. we say that to ourselves. So um, with, you know, paying attention to that, um, we can... We can reverse that. I, I've seen it done. It
0: mm-hmm. It
2: is possible, and that will change your life. Well, I would say empty your cup because, you yeah. know, if your
1: cup is full and you have to keep adding to it, there is no room for anything. So, right. And a lot of the stuff that is in the cup is actually not good for you, you know, <laughs> right. unfortunately, because it comes from some old beliefs, some old, you know, whatever, you know, um, that you've been doing because you inherited that belief, whether it's from family or from school or your environment, whatever, you know, we tend to keep working with those old beliefs and thinking that things are going to change. Unfortunately, I keep saying they would never, nothing would change unless you change something that hasn't even you know, been working for you. I mean, it's like I, I give the example, I always give the example of an old computer, and you got tons of old program on that computer, and the computer keeps crashing, yet you're still using these programs, not realizing how simple it is by taking, removing some of these old programs, or even changing, you know, yeah. and put a new program, and you can completely get a brand new operating system, right? Right. You know, and, and computer keeps crashing, and our mind is the same thing, the same way. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have a very powerful mind and I I just like, I'm constantly, I'm, I'm very interested in learning more and every day, trust me, I'm I'm constantly trying to reinvent how we think and we do things and stuff like that. And I do it on a personal level because it also helps me, you know, when I teach others as well um, because I'm trying to process it differently to see how would this really affect us and there is so much. But, Randy, we only have a few minutes, so I'm going to ask you um, a question, three-part question that I would (laughs) like to uh, (laughs) – but I would love to have you back on the show because I just, like, don't want to let you go. But the time is flying by really quick, so I want to make sure that you get your message out. First of all, you know, I wanted to make sure people understand – the, uh, um, the founder, Randy, is the founder of ProjectHappiness.org. So go to their website, find out about all the, um, the handbook, the, the film, the documentary, and all the classes, all those projects that she was talking about that can be very helpful. So here goes my question. Part one, what can we teach or what can we tell our children that they can start doing today? to go, to move forward, to become a little bit more happier. So that's part one. Okay. The goal is going to be about happiness, but it's going to be three
2: parts. (laughs) Okay. So what would you say to them? Oh, for that part? Okay, I would say um, start with the very simple practice that we have been talking about, which is gratitude. Um, As a family, perhaps you can sit together um, and... Don't wait till Thanksgiving to talk about what you're grateful for around the table. Try and do that as a practice like once a week and recognize something special about the people around the table. That just, you know, sets the positive mindset. Um, So that is one thing. And another thing is uh, do something to help others. Because just as Mm -hmm. the young woman that you were talking about, you know, she was taking her situation where she was bullied, and now she's using that to try and help others. That is taught. We're talking about empowerment. That empowers mm-hmm. you um, and and changes your life because you view yourself as as uh, a leader rather than a victim. And um, also, I would say, find know yourself a little bit more. Take some time. To look inside, maybe do some of those quizzes and and find out what your strengths are, or even ask some of your friends what they see as your strengths, your talents what what is inside of you, and spend some time uh developing some of those or you know um, exploring that part of yourself um because that Becomes a very easy uh, way to express yourself, and and living in that will make you happier. Um, You know, Randy, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, but I just wanted to make sure
1: it's really important when you ask that person, that someone else, to tell you about the good things about you, you ask the right person. Because, yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we know there's so many people out Good there are ready to you all the negative things about yourself, and and you know of course that's not going to help. So make sure you know you know your friends, and your friends are the ones that put you down. Those are not your friends. You know, those no, are just... that's
2: called a frenemy. We're talking exactly. about <laughs> right. We're talking about true friends, and that's better to have uh, a few true friends that really have your back and care about you than. Than tons and tons of people that are, uh, you know, uh, not looking for your best interests. But, you know.
1: You know, there's uh, um um sayings, like, I swear to God, they all have meaning to them and they are so true. When they say, like, you know, one bird in your hand is better than 10 on the tree, you know, right. it's like no difference, you know. So, right. I mean, just listen to your intuition. I think we all have that. Love that. Us to, that is also
2: it. so important. And that's something that I. Tell kids, even my own children, all the time. You know, uh, uh, you know what? What do you think? What? What is your intuitive hit on that? Because often we don't listen to that. We don't pay attention. But there's a whole source of wisdom inside each and every one of us. So true. So, part two, what mm-hmm. you tell
1: the people at home? You know, whether they're parents, guardian. You know, okay. um, people who live with these. Um, you know, young people? What would you tell them?
2: Um, I would I would tell them to look for the positive and build on the positive. You know, too often uh, parents are caught, you know, they want the best for guardians, they want the best for their children, and they're trying to shape them in a way that the um, kids don't have to deal with the same pain as the parents did. And often that's done through a negative lens, like don't do this, you know, uh, Oh, you know that you're you're gonna kill yourself if you cross the street. Da da da. No, don't phrase it in the negative way. Try and emphasize the positive. So if if somebody, you know, if a child has finished their homework on time, um, you know, you can praise that. Wow, I'm really sure. uh, proud of you. The way you took it on yourself and you. You completed that and or even part of it, you know you did a good job on that section. encouragement uh is 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 so much more powerful as a fuel than even with the best intentions, trying to tell them you know oh you never you never get that done, or you're you know you're just not good at that. Why even try I mean, oh my God, it's we so don't even powerful know what, what comes you out are. of our mouths. As yeah, i and, and then uh, I then get back to that gratitude practice. Um it's it's more powerful. It's been shown to raise happiness levels up 25%. It really works something so simple.
1: You know, I mean, and I think you know also just adding also to that if you if you don't mind is the fact that you know don't confuse what your wants with what your child wants. You know, yeah. and and don't try to live through them. You know, recognize yeah. that they oh, are individual. So so it's so important. You know, because I yeah. see it all the time, especially in competition with with sport. You know, the parents actually the one who like you know <laughs> pushing out to, like. You know, just let them enjoy the game. Instead of, like, constantly we focus on the competition, competition, competition.
2: Yeah. And it, you know, it's ugly. You know, it's ugly to yeah. see parents like that, uh, yeah. actually, in my Okay, what? my friend, part three. And then okay. I'll uh, <laughs> let you enjoy
1: the rest of your day. Part three is to all these professionals out there, the CEOs, because okay. I think bullying mm-hmm. starts everywhere, right? We start at school, right. starts at home, and it starts in the uh, boardroom.
2: What would you tell yeah. them? Okay. Well, here's a, a story that I just heard. The CEO of Aetna, large insurance company mm-hmm. um actually had an accident and he was on medication for a long time. Um he discovered mindfulness, he discovered breathing, he discovered yoga and and he is introducing those practices throughout his organization because it helped him So much, it actually gave him his life back and turned his life around. So uh, there is a movement um, across uh, certain corporations and more are catching on that um, productivity goes up if... Mm -hmm people are more mindful and happier. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's um, a quote from Sean Acor of Harvard who says, your brain at positive is 31% more productive than at negative, neutral, or stress, or stressed. And wow. the reason is because when you're at positive, the dopamine, which floods your system, not only makes you happier, it turns on all the learning centers of the brain. So it's not be successful so you can be then be happy. It's cultivate your happiness, mindfulness, which the end result, I mean, the byproduct will be uh, greater success and productivity.
1: That is so beautifully said, and uh, you know, hopefully, again, you know, I encourage people to re-listen. The minute we go off the air, the show will be archived. It will be ready for you to to listen to it, to download it, even on iTunes. And, uh, you know, uh, Randy, thank you so much for being here and being a great guest. You shared a lot of great information. Again, go to ProjectHappiness.org and check out all the available resources um, 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 Randy has on the website, including, you know, the film, the documentary, the the handbook, and much, much more. Randy, with all, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I'm so grateful for you and for you right to be sharing back at you, your, your thank you so much. and your energy. You are beautiful. Thank you so much. Have a great day, okay? You too. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay, bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Okay, my friends. thank you again for listening to the show. And that concludes our show for today. So make sure you tune in next week for um, another guest, another wonderful guest as always. And it was really, truly a pleasure talking with Randy. And so make sure you check out her website, projecthappiness.org. And until next time, live life like it's, you know, full of great things. And look for the good things in everything and everyone. Because when you do that, everything else looks great and, and you feel better. So don't cut yourself short. Love yourself. Be that person that you admire the most. That's all I can tell you. So until next time, stay amazing. Much love to you. Bye-bye for now.
0: Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. And you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.